Hello and welcome to Cat Talks, where we talk about everything and nothing. My name is Paul Rocky Fido. And mine is Danny Brabazov. And today we're going to get a, get a little bit serious. Yeah, a little bit serious, little are we, Rockies? Um, we're going to talk about the Christchurch mosque shootings, which occurred in 2019. Yeah, that is serious. Okay, you start. Okay. You brought it up. Yeah, well, you're very true. So, there were two consecutive mass shootings that occurred at two separate mosques in Christchurch. Okay. Uh, that is in New Zealand, for those who haven't worked out that we, we're in New Zealand. Well, I'm, I'm hoping they would have worked that out, otherwise <laughs> this is a very, very strange podcast. True. Um, so, on the 15th of March, 2019, during the Friday prayer, a single gunman entered both mosques, uh, beginning at the Al Noor Mosque in the suburb of Rickerton at approximately 1.40pm, and then later on the Linwood Islamic Centre at 1.52pm. Yes. It wasn't like 12 hours later. Yeah. No. Oh, I, I got that. <laughs> well, I hope, hopefully everyone else got that as well. <laughs> um, and he, so he injured 40 people and unfortunately killed 51 of them. He is definitely a C-U-N-T. I'm not hmm? going to say the word, but you know, he's, Fair. A, he's, a, he's a very, very bad person. Uh, yeah. But uh, so the first thing I wanted to just chat about was because I think our experience collectively you and I, on mm-hmm. that day, is a unique one, considering when we found out about what was happening, we were on the phone. We were. Um, we you were, were actually phone. in Christchurch, and I was on my way back to Christchurch from Dunedin. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, we were talking in, like, what, six or seven cop cars went speeding past you. They did. Probably more than that. I'd say, like, nine or ten just went speeding wow. past me, like... Um, sirens on, just going full tilt, nine of them. And I'm like, the first three, I was like, oh, there must be, you know, something, something, going, so, on. something going on. But then when nine go past you, you're thinking, what, what is going the on? F is going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty, then, it was pretty I crazy. I remember hearing the sirens while we were on the phone. And then not even five minutes later, two cop cars passed me, heading mm. towards the Christchurch way. And that kind of sparked in my mind, like, Something must be going on because those they were the Timaru cops that I saw, but I was like forty minutes outside of Timaru by this point, and yeah, it's crazy. So they were moving to catch up with me that quickly, um, and then I got a phone call, not that long later, from um, an officer in Christchurch, asking how far away from Christchurch Hospital I was. Um, well, because my old job, I used to drive a registered ambulance. You an essential service. Yes. So. And, um, yeah, he said, how far away from Christchurch Hospital are you? And I said, uh, at a push, I could be like an hour 40. And he said, make it an hour. Yep. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. So, l- luckily, uh, a cop from, I think, not actually sure, he would have been a rural officer from one of the smaller towns that I passed through. He passed me. So I just jumped in behind him, and we both had our sirens going, and I was just matching him. And we were doing some speeds. I was terrified. So no cops pulled you over for nope. doing some speeds? They had bigger fish to fry. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Uh, and also, they probably realized that I was in a response vehicle, so 
they weren't going to stop you. They weren't going to stop me. Yeah. Um, Two hundred and fifty kilometer per, per hour later, <laughs> boom, <laughs> bolted down. Yeah, I think I was sitting at like maybe one sixty, one seventy most of the way. That is fast. Yeah, that is very that's fast. kilometers, by the way, not miles. <laughs> Anyone from other countries listening? <laughs> miles. A few. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, and then my day. It was funny because the start of the day. It was funny, was it? it yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> yep. Listen. Listen. Because no, th- this was the funny part. Was <laughs> the start of my day consisted of having breakfast with my father in Dunedin. I've met your father. Yes, you have. And then by the end of the day, I had witnessed some of the most horrific things I've seen ever. And mm. that includes the time that I spent working at a hospital. Yeah. So like this was some next level stuff. Some real fucking Yeah. Next level stuff, yes. It was it was heart boggling. Mind boggling is what yeah, I meant I was to say. say heart boggling. <laughs> heart boggling. Heart, I went to heart say crunching. <coughs> yeah, I went to say heart wrenching and mind yeah. boggling. And it came out heart boggling. Oh uh, well. It w- it was heart boggling, I guess, because you did you did slightly say what you saw, but not like in complete detail. Yeah, I don't um, like talking about it. <laughs> fair, f- absolutely fair it's, enough, because it's quite a horrific. It's interesting scene. when you work in the like. I wouldn't say I necessarily worked in the medical profession, but I was close enough to it at the time with what my job was to understand certain parts of it and then to see a different side of it where you know when somebody is deceased there is nothing medical professionals can do for them so they basically just have to push them aside and move on and like do you know what I mean like just seeing people stop working on a person and just move on to the next person because that person is no longer yeah and it's kind of odd to see and like props to the nurses and doctors and paramedics that work that it well any situation like that but mm. specifically that day for me because i witnessed a lot of it um yeah it was very because in, in their minds there must be like this is this is a horrific thing to do just to move on this quickly but we have to do it yeah you know yeah. so it's like a, i mean at the end of the day they have a job to do yeah it's and not it's not like you, i can have to have a moral code of like this this is a human being this is a body but yeah. this, this is another person that's alive that i need to deal that, with yeah this is a so. person that is not alive that i can't do anything for and over here is a person that is still alive that i could do something for that is a moral dilemma and yeah it's crazy for doctors and nurses like in my opinion, screw that. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that position where I have Absolutely to not. stop working on somebody. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever want to be in that situation. Well, ever. <laughs> well, ever. Here's the day. No, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a horrible thing. It's, it was just a horrible situation, I think. And I think <laughs> it, this is a funny story, but it's not funny uh, for me because of my. Um, how do I put this? Because I'm brown. Uh, <laughs> because I'm of the brown skin, uh, people were thinking, like, other friends that I know were thinking, "Are you are you okay? Are you outside? Are you not near it?" <laughs> because that might be a problem. 
And I'm like, oh, right, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that might be a problem because, you know, it's not just, um, it's not just people who are Muslim. It's not just, you know, whoever, whoever looks, I guess, yeah. a little bit Muslim, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Have you ever been uh, mistaken for? Not really. <laughs> no, because once I start talking, it's like, yeah. no, you're not. But, I mean, at first glance, I have been mistaken for uh, oh, a lot of things, but I've been mistaken for Muslim before, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but when I start talking, they're like, oh, no, you're not Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just uh, well, nothing to do with it because you, you just seem like you're not. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you're absolutely correct. Uh, but it's nothing against the religion. I'm just, I'm just not. But I think people were thinking... You know, you could be mistaken. I can be mistaken yeah, for, it. and absolutely. you know, they were they were like worried for my safety if I was you know outside near it, I guess. Mm. And you yeah. were outside. <laughs> I was outside, were you but near it? I wasn't nowhere near it though, thankfully. Where, but where were you? Um, where was Which I? Oh, that was a while ago. I can't actually remember. I think because it wasn't that vivid to me where I was, but I think I was like just outside my my house at the time. I think, All right, so over yeah, the outside. I think I was actually walking to work. That makes sense. Time. Yeah, I think I was walking. So did you get before. to work and then get placed on lockdown? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah, that is exactly what happened. Yeah, because I know, like, obviously, a lot of people in the area and surrounding areas were placed into a lockdown of sorts because of what was going on. Mm. And I think at one point the police were not a hundred percent on how many people they were looking for. Oh, you mean like not just one they shooter? Didn't, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. know they were yeah, just yeah. looking for one shooter. They uh, were under the impression that they had several. Mm. So they placed a lot of people into lockdown, especially in mm. that area. Yeah. Um, and I think it was interesting for some people, uh, like like a friend of mine who is a teacher, he, I can't remember exactly, he w- at the time, we lived, so I lived with this guy, mm. we lived near the Linwood Mosque, and he had gone home from school to grab something, I can't remember what the story was exactly, but he'd gone home for some reason, and as he was coming back towards school, a whole bunch of cops passed him heading towards Linwood, mm. and he was like, Ugh. and by the time he got to a certain corner, he couldn't make the turn he needed to, because they put the the blockade ah, up, I see. and he I got see. back to school and couldn't get in because the school had been put on lockdown, and there was a whole bunch of parents there trying to get their kids, but they weren't allowed to take their kids away, so he had to pull them into an empty classroom and basically just sit there and not be able to give them any information, even though they... That must have been terrifying for a parent as well, just being like, oh, you can't have your kids, yeah. you have to be inside, and... You also have to be inside, but you can't be with the kids. It's like, yeah, what? You can't just get inside, sort of thing. Wow. Yeah, that would be pretty scary. Yeah. Because I imagine it was probably very similar for, like, in Christchurch specifically, for, like, when the earthquakes happened, uh, what, 10 years ago now? Yeah, it would be 10 years now. The same sort of thing happened, like, people turned up to schools. And, you know, couldn't get their kids at first. And there was all this uncertainty. And I imagine that this situation would be very similar with the, you just want to get your kids out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whoa. Do you know the thing, just thinking about it now, the, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, seriously, 
thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. The the part what are you thinking about? that breaks my my heart the most was the fact that this guy live streamed yeah, the attack. Yeah, the the uh, onto Facebook. Effer. I think did that. I think it was. I think he did a Facebook live video. Yeah, he. I think it, uh, there was something about a Facebook live video that he had on his, uh, <clears throat> like he had on his uh, bulletproof jacket or whatever, whatever it was. Like he had it. On yeah, his the tactical vest. Tactical on. vest on, and he had like a GoPro camera on it, and he was live streaming it through face through Facebook or something, and just yeah, Facebook all you live. could see was. Well, I was told this. I didn't. I didn't know, but like, was the gun? I I unfortunately saw it. Yeah, was, was um, the gun? Yeah. But it was 17 minutes. Yeah, so mad. it was a number of minutes of him driving to uh, El Nur Mosque. That's insane. What what goes through a person's head just to think, you know, I'm going to prepare this in so much detail and then I want people to see this. It's just... It's just... I, I mean, just don't understand it. And he he did put out online, um, this was it a seventy four page manifesto titled "The Great Replacement," which was a whole bunch of awful conspiracy theories, mm. and it had um a whole bunch of what he was going to do. So, and I think it was he. Minutes before the attack, he sent the manifesto to 30 different people, uh, including someone in the Prime Minister's office uh. and several media outlets. So yeah. a lot of media places received this yeah. this thing mm. uh, minutes before the attack started. Awful. It was just... And he played music. That was the, that's the thing that doesn't sit right with me. Like, well, I mean, a lot of it doesn't sit right, but that's like the most eerie part of it was he was playing music as if it, oh, and I don't know if you knew the, um, the original video was just everything that he did. And then somebody edited it into like a first person shooter video game. Right. And a whole bunch of not like put a crosshairs on and that sort of yeah. thing like counter yeah Ugh. I feel like that's also bad to be honest yeah someone editing th- I'm pretty sure the video. person that edited it got in a uh, <laughs> in trouble but yeah. you know like I think they got yeah they got um, they didn't they didn't get like uh, what's the word I think they got arrested Arre- yeah, did they get arrested and then maybe fined yeah. I don't oh, know okay. about I know there was one guy that uh, he had, what do you call it, um, distributed the video, video yeah. and he did get uh, sent to prison, maybe. I know he he definitely got arrested. Uh, I can't really... I mean, they, as they should be, because it's, it's also not... I wouldn't say, like, obviously, this is a big un- like understatement that it's, like, it's just as bad, because it's not, but, like... To do that is the same sort of thinking. Yeah, like it's absolutely. just like, why, why? And that, like a lot it's of a the people, big question of why? Why would you do that? Yeah, as well. 
a lot of the people involved with the redistributing of that video and the editing of the video were, uh, what do you call it, extremist yeah. sort of people that yeah. had very similar views to the shooter himself. Um, also, I refuse to name him because I don't want to give him any credit. Good. Yeah. So, he, no, he as, sh- as we shouldn't. He shall be known as the shooter. Not the C-U-N-T. <laughs> well, yes. if if I wanted to use that word, yeah, yeah, then we would use that word. But the shoot is probably a, a bit more PC. Yes, um, but I always thought this was a bit of a. Uh, I mean, there's no real light side to this whole thing, but uh, the, like just some of the acts of what do you call it? Like heroism. That occurred that day, like the, I'm pretty sure it was the very first person that he killed when he entered the first mosque. Um, he turned around to the guy, to the shooter, and said, uh, hello, brother. Yes, I heard about that. And yeah. and he was the first one to get killed. Yes. Like that. There's, there's kind of um, a bit of beauty in that moment. In, um, the, in the way that, you know, humanity is, it's it's such a double-ended sword that like humanity can be beautiful that it's like such a nice caring thing that you know that accepts everybody and then just yeah. does it this way and the other side is just like i i just hate crime and you know just the, the hatred towards humanity and yeah. just wanting a, it to be a certain way and yeah. just you know selfish and all this and it's and then that side didn't i wouldn't say one because even though he did uh, kill like he was killed. I wouldn't say because I think you still have to like respond better to the better side of humanity. Absolutely, because it's like otherwise yeah. it's just it just brings other people hate. It just yeah. brings people, and you don't want that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that the other like kind of bittersweet story that I found it was actually at the second mosque at the Linwood Islamic Center. There was a guy who picked up a credit card reader and mm. ran out of the mosque while this guy was shooting through the window and threw the credit card reader at him, which, you know, who, you never know what you're going to do in situations like that until you're in them, obviously. Yes. But, you know, he thought of that and the shooter had actually fired a few shells out of a particular type of shotgun and dropped it when it was empty and then went to a second a second weapon. And this guy, after he threw the credit card reader, picked up the empty shotgun and was like waving it around, yelling, "I'm here! I'm here!" Trying to divert his attention away yeah. from, um, from the from the mosque. And then when the shooter tried to drive away, he threw the shotgun at his car, and it smashed one of the windows, which I believe is one of the things that led the cops that eventually stopped him, stopped him to, to, to finding to him find was him, the yeah. broken window, I think. Um, off memory um but what a what a you know what a it's it's a funny it's an interesting thing that we we do talk about the people that were the the heroes as well mm. that do all these great things but you know the people who even weren't doing those things the scared people you know because everyone reacts differently mm. and even the scared people you know you can't say that they're not they can't say they're not heroes. Just looking at the cats. You can't say that they're not heroes because, um, 
that's just a reaction you get because yeah. there's so many different reactions. I mean, it's the whole uh, fly, uh, fight or flight. Yeah, and just because you don't fight, it doesn't mean you're any less heroic. Exactly. Because like you're you're scared, you know. Like mm. anybody would be terrified. I mean, I was terrified waiting for the call. Exactly. You know, to because before I attended to the hospital, we were placed sort of in a waiting sort of limbo area which was right around the corner from the hospital but we weren't allowed to go to the hospital until the lockdown on the hospital was lifted yeah and so we were just there was like i don't know 15 20 of us just waiting um and it was all like firemen paramedics uh transport agents just all the essential yeah people, a lot of people yeah. with sort of ambulances or response yeah. vehicles and we were just sort of sitting there waiting but you know, you're, you're waiting. You're waiting. For, we didn't even know what we were waiting for. We were but waiting. you're also like not scared as much, but like anxious and nervous. Yeah. And just like, Te- well, it was terrified. Yeah, you're obviously terrified, but and like it's anxious and nervous. The police were, were probably updating their own comms, you know, every time something was coming through. But the media wasn't getting updates as quickly. So we didn't know that. They'd caught the guy. Well, I personally didn't know that they'd actually caught him until like two hours after they actually had. So for that two hours between them actually catching him and me finding out, I was still terrified that he was running around somewhere. So every every time something was going on, you're always looking over your shoulder. Mm. And like, because... When the lockdown did get lifted, there was like 2,000 people trying to get out of the hospital and another 1,000 looking for people in that 2,000. So there was thousands of thousands of people trying to get in and out of the hospital. And yeah, it was awful. Yeah. It was like, it reminds me of like, uh, what's that film? Tw- 2012? 2012. Is it 2012? I have no idea. I don't. I don't remember that movie, but I think it's 2012. It's like end of the world, um, right? Film, and just like chaos, yeah. Just people running and scrambling everywhere. Sounds like every uh, end of the world movie. Yeah, could have been any <laughs> yeah. end of the world movie. Yeah, any end um, of the world movie. But that's what it was like. It was honestly like yeah. just so many people going to and from, and even the some of the police were getting caught up. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was not nice. Not liking being in there. And like it it was said that New Zealand, in terms of peaceful countries Yeah, we were second second. Second in the world. And that was the same year. In twenty nineteen we were placed at second for like the I don't know, fifth year in a row, I think. Um, on the global peace index. Just below Iceland, Iceland. I think. Yeah, Iceland, yeah. <laughs> Just below Iceland. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't like reliving it, but I think it's important. It, it's important. I think it's still important to talk about because, yeah. you know, you as as you said, you know, there's still, there's still not good things, but, like, there's still things you take away from it that, um, like heroism 
but yeah. you, you, you want to talk about those people. Well, I think because it's a good thing to talk about those kind of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to talk about the shooting, as you no. say, but we want to talk about the good things. Yeah, that absolutely. came from it. You know, the the good things you hear about from people. I that think try to do better. Did you go down to Dean's Ave after? Um. Oh, the the big. They had like a uh, uh, memorial. Yes. Yes. Area no, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. The I did. the thing that got me the most about the aftermath was the amount of love mm. that was in that space. Mm. Even though there were armed police and military members all around, yeah, all around, that was that was terrifying. It was well. so. It was so peaceful. Mm. Everything about yeah. that, like you know, and like I, I went and put some, some flowers down one day. Mm. Actually, did we, we went together, didn't we? I think we might. Have I mean, together, I asked yeah. that question. Yeah, I think I actually. I, I remember remembering now. We, we went together. You, me and Tyler. <laughs> yeah. 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 Went yeah. Down. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, we were there. <laughs> we we were there. But just the peace, how peaceful it yeah. was. It I, was. It was really nice to. Um, be there and there wasn't there wasn't like anybody there for a reason of of basically hate mm. you know there wasn't like a one person in like that agreed with the shooter it was everybody there was just it was just yeah as you said love it yeah was like, it was so invigorating mm. how much love there was down there and just i actually couldn't get over how much peace mm. i felt while i was there because it seemed so odd to feel such peace meters away from where something really disastrous had happened only like what a day or two before yeah i don't i felt i felt quite uh um weird because at the same time i didn't really want to i don't know if you felt this didn't want to like s- smile or make a joke yeah as much like as normally you know we might but it it felt kind of weird just like in terms of like you had to be there was a term of like you had to be respectful and that's yeah. yes but yeah. then again you you still want to you know do do smile and like do yeah all, do do be happy and it, and it was you don't want it to be like with all the love and peace that yes. was there it was quite easy to smile mm, yeah. down there yeah which and I think that's probably what was quite weird was mm. that you found yourself smiling mm. at a time like that but it you like we weren't alone yeah exactly it was, it i think so it would be different if we were was, alone yeah 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 but, but it was a very weird. um it was re- really surreal actually that whole that whole the just the atmosphere down there even now like being what a year and a well close to two years yeah, later close, close to two years yeah um Driving past that mosque is still, like, I still have the, like, I always have flashes of the day that I had when I drive past there, which sometimes it's good, Mm. like, positive memories, and sometimes it's the awful stuff. Um, Well, I don't drive, so (laughs) I don't have that same, (laughs) I don't have that same thought, but uh, I... I do still, you know, I would still think about it, you know, every yeah. now and then, just being like, that was a uh, a terrible thing that happened. Um, but, you know, you got to think about those things because it's just like, it's it what makes you human, I guess. Yeah, I think it's 
important to think about those things positively. Yeah. Even if it's not if, if it's not a positive memory. Yeah. Like like you say, it's good. To, and that's why we're doing this today. We're just exactly. Talk, was the, talking was about it. Yeah, the main thought process so, behind talking about it today. Because talking about it always helps. And I think also, even if you don't have the opportunity to talk about certain things like that, hearing mm. someone else talk about it yeah. can bring you some ease as well. 